0: Parker Ford Church. This is DJ Martin, church pastor, here at Parker Ford. It's great to have you with us this morning. Um, our pre-recorded service comes from Proverbs chapter 12, and it's about tending the earth. The fact that the God that God of the universe, the God of all creation, has entrusted to us His image bearers to care for and have stewardship over the earth. So, this is our pre recorded Sunday morning service, and what we want to invite you to do is to engage and interact with our service so throughout the morning service there's going to be different times where i'm going to invite you to pause the video and have a conversation with your family with those you're with or if you're by yourself just on your own to grab a journal and write down some thoughts be introspective be prayerful meditate on god's word and spend some time with the prompts the questions just engaging the content throughout the morning's service. You'll have an asterisk on the slide on your screen which will be your clue that it's time to get ready to pause and engage. What I want to invite us to do and to think about as we begin this morning's service is this phrase to serve the Lord. Last week I invited you to minister to the Lord this week, I want to invite you to serve the Lord. Now, there's just a slight nuance between the two, right? Ministering to the Lord has to do with uh, blessing Him, with uh, speaking of Him highly, of spending quality time with Him, and service is right there with it. Um, but service also carries the the connotation that that we're not only ministering to Him, but we are not God, and He is. So let's approach him with humility, let's approach him with reverence this morning and realize that he is God, he is sovereign, he is over all and we are his servants. Yes, we're his children, yes, we're his kids, yes, he loves us as a good father but we are also servants of Jesus and sometimes we might not emphasize, I might not emphasize that enough in my own life that that God has actually called me as his creature, part of his creation to not only know him and love him and minister to him, be in relationship with him, but also to serve him. And so I want uh, you to take some time to invite the Lord's presence into your home. You can pause the video here and do this. Um, Give thanks to the Lord for the love of Jesus, for friends and family, for forgiveness and grace, and think about a way that you can serve him today. So pause the video and then we'll continue in our service. This morning's theme comes from Proverbs chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, where it says, Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. So this morning's theme is about caring for the earth. The earth is the Lord's footstool. The earth is the Lord's temple. The earth is the Lord's creation and he says that it's good and we are stewards of creation. So today we're going to be looking at different scriptures that invite us as servants of the living God to not only serve him but one of the ways that we do that is to Um, care for the earth that he has entrusted us to live in and be caretakers over. What I want to do now is invite you to stand and we're going to read a creation psalm together that speaks of the beauty of creation and our role in it in Psalm chapter 24. So would you stand up as families and you can read this out loud with me. Psalm chapter 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof And righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. As we continue in our service this morning, before we get into the teaching, I want you to spend some time, I'm going to invite you to spend some time um, listening to a song and then discussing the following questions. One of my favorite songs Uh, recently has been the song Good Grace by uh, the worship band Hillsong United. So I want to invite you to look that up on YouTube. And just listen to the song, Good Grace. And uh, the bridge to the song um, alludes to Psalm 24. It's just a beautiful song about God's good grace and his goodness in creation. And then I want you to discuss the following questions. When you're house-sitting, think about this, when you're house-sitting from someone, have you ever been invited to house-sit for someone? Or you're staying at someone else's beach house or condo, or borrowing someone else's car, how do you treat it? In other words when you have something valuable that you're using that belongs to someone else hopefully you treat it well so how do you treat that item do you think that God cares about the physical health of the earth and ask yourself that does God care about the health of his creation take a few minutes work through that song and these questions and then join us for this morning's teaching Today we're continuing our journey through the book of Proverbs, the series we've called A Word to the Wise. And this morning we're in Proverbs uh, chapter 12 and we're going to be looking at a few verses that allude to our design in God to be caretakers of the earth. Before we get into the scriptures this morning, let's pray together and invite the Spirit of God to speak through his word to enlighten us, to teach us, to shape us through his spirit and through his word today. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the goodness of your creation. We thank you that each day of creation in the Genesis account, you looked upon your creation and you said, it's good. And that included when you made humanity. And as, as complicated and as broken and as messy as human history has been, and how many times we've messed up, each of us, how many mistakes we've made, how many, how many times we've transgressed you, you continue to look at us as your image bearers and through your grace, you continue to look at your children and, and view us as your beloved, those you love. We thank you for this gift. We, we also thank you that you have called us to be caretakers and stewards of your creation. Help us to do this in a more holistic way together. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. We've been walking through the book of Proverbs over the last several weeks looking at some of the most famous Proverbs. Last week we looked at one of my favorite verses in the book of Proverbs. It comes from Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12 where it says hatred stirs up strife but love covers all offense. If you didn't get to engage that teaching I would encourage you to at least spend some time meditating on that. That 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 Those verses, they shape so much of the story of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, how hatred stirs up strife, but love, the love of God specifically, covers all offenses. We've also been looking at this um, different, fuller definition for wisdom and what wisdom is. Wisdom is more than just information. It's applied knowledge. It's knowing how to walk the path of wisdom that Jesus walked before us. Wisdom is imitating Jesus. It's putting into practice what he has called us to do. It also has to do with skillful work. It's a character trait of God. He is wise It's his co-creator. He created the earth through wisdom. And wisdom is woven into the very fabric of God's creation, which is why it's a way that we're meant to live and walk. Today's verses come from Proverbs chapter 12, starting in verse 10, and then we'll also look at verse 11. It says, Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense So there's a lot in here to unpack But starting in verse 10, let's look at that first line, whoever is righteous. What is righteousness? Righteousness means to be aligned with God. It means to be um, walking in justice. It means to be walking in his footsteps, living according to the way that he has for us. This isn't self-righteousness, trying to make ourselves right. This is God-righteousness. So whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast or animal. So whoever is walking in the path of God is going to have regard for the life of God's creation, for all of creation. It says, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. So there's a a wicked way that disregards life. The righteous person has a deep regard for life in all of its form, and the wicked person has a disregard for life in all of its forms. And then verse 11 says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense." And if you know your Hebrew scriptures, if you know the Genesis account, which we'll look at in a few moments, you know that working the land is the very deepest and first call that God puts on people. The first mandate in creation that God speaks to humanity is to tend the earth, to subdue it, to care for it. So a righteous person has regard for life, not just human life, but all life. And a righteous person works the land, walks out this calling that God has for us. Now, this isn't to say that only farmers are righteous people, though I have known farmers who are very righteous people. But what it is to say is God has created us in such a way that we are to tend creation and care for it. The Lord loves his creation. God's care for his creation runs throughout the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation again this is one of those meta narratives that we see from the beginning to the end of the scriptures as image bearers one way that we are meant to image God to reveal him to all of creation to reveal him to one another is through the way that we tend the earth through the way that we care for creation. This theme is picked up even in the New Testament in multiple ways through the new creation being returned to the goodness of God's original intent in um, the Garden of Eden, so God creates the garden, and the garden becomes the picture of of then the tabernacle, and the tabernacle then becomes the picture for the temple, and the temple becomes the picture for what becomes Jerusalem in the new throne room of God, the city of God, the picture of eternity, and so from beginning to end, there's this through line that runs from the garden and then the fall happens, and we are stuck outside of the garden, but then God is restoring all things through his son through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says, behold, I make all things new. There's a new heaven and a new earth, and instead of the Garden of Eden being a place that we are locked out of in our past that we can no longer access, in the new creation, the Garden of Eden covers the whole earth. All of creation is the Garden of Eden, for all of the earth will be filled with the glories of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the seas. As the waters fill the seas, so the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. So I hope that you can trace that theme of new creation that runs from being locked out of the garden to the end of the scriptures where it's revealed that, in fact, God's making a new earth, a new garden, and we will live upon it through Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says specifically that God cares for and feeds the animals and clothes the flowers of the field. This is when he's teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, do not be anxious about what you'll eat or drink or what you're going to wear or where you're going to go or what you're going to say. Don't have anxiety over those things because God cares for all of creation. And if he cares for the flowers of the field that grow today, wilt and wither tomorrow, and then are cast into the fire to help start a fire in the kitchen or out in your fire pit. If God cares for flowers in the, in, in the field, the wildflowers, how much more so does he care for you? But, but God does care for creation. Let's look at Genesis 1 where we see God's creation of Adam and Eve, of, of man and woman. And then what he says to us Um, that we are to be like and what we are to do. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 it says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps Now, the word here, dominion, it doesn't mean to dominate for our own benefit. It doesn't mean that we get to dominate or lord it over creation, that we have this power over it. In fact, it's quite the opposite. What it means to have dominion, according to the scriptures, what it means to have dominion is to care for something so that it flourishes, so when God says to, have, to us, have dominion over creation, he's not saying um, dominate it and subdue it in such a way that you rule over it. He's saying, be the caretakers that I have made you to be and have the dominion that I have put within you through my creative image so that you can cause the earth, so that you can cause the environment, so that you can cause creation to flourish. All of us have probably had an experience where we've been in a nature reserve or or a state park or maybe a national park, somewhere where creation has been preserved and cared for. Have you ever been to Longwood Gardens or another botanical garden where you go and you're just captivated by the beauty of the flowers, by the fragrance, by the sights and the smells? That's a good picture of God's intent for dominion when when a group of people work together to cause the earth and cause creation to flourish on the other end we know that we have filled the earth with pollution and we have been so cavalier um, with how we've used our finite resources and we've caused all sorts of destruction and pollution and all sorts of problems that we're dealing with um, on earth. that That is not the picture that God has for us to be a people of dominion. Think about uh, Psalm 115. It says in Psalm 115, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. So it's blessing the people of God and it's reminding us that God is the one who made heaven and earth. And then it says in verse 16 of Psalm 115, the heavens are the Lord's heavens but the earth He has given to the children of man. Again, this isn't a giving to the children of man so that we can just use it and throw it away. It's a giving um, that is meant to be a caretaking, to tend it, to cause it to flourish. Psalm 8 says much um, the same. It says in Psalm 8, chapter 3, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The psalmist is saying, when I look at creation and the wonder of creation, I think to myself, someone made this. There's a God who created this. Isn't that amazing? And then I think about my part in the story and I realize that you've actually given me the role of dominion within this magnificent creation. You've actually entrusted me to care and tend for the earth. Now you might say to me, DJ, I have this tiny little yard, or I don't have any yard, I don't have any creation to care for. But I think that's thinking too smallly of yourself. God has a role for you to play as a caretaker of creation. And so I would invite you to have a conversation with with the Holy Spirit to ask, how can you and I partner with him in caring for the earth? Now, unfortunately, many of us were handed an eschatology. That's a fancy way of saying, uh, thinking about the end times, where we were sort of handed this picture of the end of all things, that the earth is going to burn, it's going to hell in a handbasket, and God's going to take it and cast it into the lake of fire. And it's all going to burn, so we don't really need to care for the earth anyways, because God's just going to throw it away and burn it. That's a really faulty misunderstanding of what the scriptures teach about creation. Because it doesn't say that he's gonna take all the earth and cast it into the lake of fire. It says that he is remaking the earth. In fact, he's renewing it. And God's first act of recreation, to steal a line from the famous theologian N.T. Wright, his first act of new creation already took place in the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus doesn't say to his followers, don't care for the earth, it's all gonna burn anyways. No, he says, behold, I make all things new. He is remaking all things and God loves his creation. And so he wants us to partner with him in caring for it, in reminding us, he wants to remind us, I believe this, that the earth was meant to be a garden and we are to treat it as such. The 20th century um, evangelical theologian, John Stott, He wrote an essay called The Birds Are Teachers, Biblical Lessons from a Lifelong Bird Watcher. John Stott loved to go out in creation. One of his lifelong hobbies was to watch birds. He says this in this essay, Psalm 104 is an early allusion to ecology, that is, to living creatures in their natural environment. All creatures are dependent on their environment and loss of habitat is the major cause of loss of species. It was Jeremiah in chapter 4 verses 23 to 26 in the 7th century BC who foretold the evils of habitat destruction. If the people stubbornly maintained their refusal to repent, he cried, the Babylonian army would invade from the north and would devastate the land. We would do well to reflect on Jeremiah's warning of a possible return to pre-creation chaos, darkness, and devastation. One of God's creation blessings was the appearance of birds to fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. One of his judgments would be their disappearance. So let's resolve to do all we can to protect and preserve our unique God-given environment. Unfortunately, caring for the earth has become politicized in our um, 21st century Western American culture. So let's remove the politics from it and just realize that God has called us as image bearers to be a people who cause creation to flourish. That means that we are working towards the flourishing of other people, yes, and um, that's our primary job, is to cause other people to flourish. But then second after that, um, secondarily, we are to cause creation to flourish and to be caretakers bearing God's image and causing creation itself to flourish. So here I'm going to invite you to reflect On these questions. How does creation reveal and display the goodness and glory of God? And how might the Spirit of God be inviting you to exercise dominion over the earth? Before you pause and reflect on these, let's pray and ask the Lord to seal um, His word within our hearts through His Spirit. Father, we thank you that you have created all things, including us. We thank you that your creation is good. We thank you that you have called us to live as created beings in a created world and given us a role of exercising our dominion. Not to dominate, not to rule over creation um, as an emperor or as a dictator, but rather to exercise godly dominion to cause those around us all of life to flourish in the way that you intended. Help us to walk this out through your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. My absolute perfect day is a day on the beach where I get to go snorkeling and then do a couple of scuba dives and have fresh seafood and uh, delicious food and then get to see the stars over the ocean over the beach watch the sunset that's like the perfect day for me because what what it sort of speaks to me is this hope of eternity of a restored creation when everything is made right and all of the earth is declaring the glory of the Lord and just getting lost in the ocean in the beauty of coral and seaweed and fish and creatures that I don't even know what they are. That's like just such a worshipful, mesmerizing experience for me where I feel so clearly the love and presence and power and goodness of God. Maybe snorkeling and scuba diving is not your thing, but going on a hike is or climbing a mountain or just walking through the forest or sitting quietly in a field and watching birds or butterflies whatever it is God has put something in you to love him and to love him in creation to love his handiwork and so what I want to invite us to do as we close our service is to take a couple moments and pause and think about Um, how we might set aside some time this week to quietly sit. With God in nature. If you've been at Parker Ford for any length of time, you probably know that one of my favorite hymns is This Is My Father's World, where it speaks about the beauty of God's handiwork in creation. And there's a line in one of the verses that says, I hear him pass in the rustling grass. He speaks to me everywhere. And whenever I sing that, I resonate with him because I do sense God's presence and voice When he's blowing through the trees, when the wind is blowing through the trees or I'm sitting in a field or I'm scuba diving or or whatever, whatever it is, I sense God's presence in such a special way. In the rustling grass I hear him pass, he speaks to me everywhere. So set aside... Um, time this week to sit quietly with God in nature listen to his voice as you observe his creation what is he saying so take a moment and just make a plan for that this week with your family or on your own that you're going to set aside some time and then join us for this morning's benediction Once again, our benediction this morning comes from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 and 26, 24 to 26, the the priestly blessing. I would invite you to extend your hands in reception and receive this blessing from the Lord this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. I hope that you have a wonderful week. I hope that you get a chance to get out in nature and creation and experience God's presence this week. Go with God. Have a great day. Have a wonderful week. Be blessed.